Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 508 of the Drunk Treasure Podcast. I'm, as always, I'm Tyler. And join me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Man, I am feeling the best that I have for, like, the past week. Been sick for most of the week, my family and I include, so it's like, yeah, the week has been kind of a blur, but at the same time, I'm feeling pretty good tonight to record. I'm not like, well, felt like I kind of had the plague, but at the same time, (laughs) (laughs) at the same time, though, I'm just happy to do something a little bit different, but... Other than that, though, I did play a fair amount of games, actually delve into quite a bit of uh, Pokemon stuff, but we'll continue that momentarily. How have you been doing, Tyler? I'm doing all right, you know, clanging and banging as always, you know, good days, bad days, but it's been a, uh, it seems it's a decent little week. You know, I actually had my uh, day off for once uh, that I was supposed to get, uh, first time in like two months. Yeah. Uh, probably won't see another one for another two months, but hey, I'll enjoy it <laughs> while I got it, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, I, you know, it's okay. Um, uh, doing all right. It was a nice little lazy day. Um, took, you know, took Louie for a couple WALKs. Hey. Uh, got beautiful out like seven o'clock. Um, let him outside. I'm like, you know what? Let's go, let's go for a nice little walkie walk. And we did. And, uh, it was nice. It was nice, you know, cause it was, you know, it's August. It's hot. Uh, but it was got really beautiful out. Perfect, perfect weather for a nice little. Uh, WLK, so it took him for took him for that, and uh, yeah, it was nice. Uh, played some more Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so been okay. It's been all right, Gables. Um, but uh, like I said, top show. This is the Drunk Dashers podcast, where every week we get together and talk about video games. Uh, I tell you, oh yeah, uh, we, please if you're watching this, I totally blanked what I was doing. <laughs> um, if you uh, are uh, watching us on YouTube, please click that like button over there by uh, Gable's Junk Area. He would appreciate that. Um, hit that subscribe button. Click the bell too while you're at it. I don't care. Do it. Just, just you know, click the buttons. Really would appreciate it. And then while you're at it, look down the show notes down there, and you'll see the links to all of our socials, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, you, uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, anything like that. Extra Life. Um, go down there. Click follow, like, subscribe, five star reviews. Whatever you can do to help us out. We would greatly appreciate it and share it. Tell it with your friends, you know, share it to your, your socials. Uh, more, the more people do that, the more likely it is to, uh, people see us and that's more views for us. We would appreciate that. We, you know, we do this for fun. We don't do this for anything else. So, uh, yeah. Thank you guys. Um, but Gables, like I said, this is a video game po- podcast. We're talking about video games. So you said you want to start off with some, um, some video games we've been playing. Yeah. Uh, before we do that, I just want to do something real fast. Okay, <laughs> okay cool. All right, go ahead, Gables. What have you been playing? Okay. So, with me being sick throughout the week, I had to get my mind off of things. So, the first thing that popped into my head is an idea that I've had for a while. It's like, you know, I should really get into the whole Pokemon Go. Not Pokemon Go, but the whole Pokemon Home stuff. Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. And not Pokemon Go. I mean, that, that would be probably the, not the best I mean, I'll play do. with you. <laughs> but, uh, no. It started off with me checking into Pokemon Bank and like having that idea where, hey, I, I kind of want to get uh, the rest of my Pokemon off my uh, 3DS and my DS games off there so I can transfer them to Pokemon Home because I don't want to lose them. So after a certain amount of cash led later and stuff, I subscribed for the year for both like Pokemon Go plus like the Pokemon Bank stuff. So what ended up happening was I transferred all of my Pokemon from the games to the bank itself 
and I literally went for like the entire day to where I had like maybe a couple Pokemon on there, but like after about a solid four or five hours of like just tinkering around with stuff off and on throughout the day, I pretty much had filled that Pokemon home thing up to like about 800 different Pokemon <laughs> inside Jesus that goddamn Christ. thing. Because uh, for those listening in, yeah. During the 3DS generation, I had a slew of extra Pokemon that I had stored up because I completed two different DEXs in between Omega Ruby and I know there was another one that I had. I think it was Ultra Sun, where I completed the Pokedexes for those games. For Omega Ruby, it was also like it was the Home Dex plus the National Dex of that one as well. So give or take a couple of special Pokemon, like the special distribution type of Pokemon. I think there's like about I want to say about good saw like five to seven that I don't have because I missed the timing for those ones. But uh, I ended up playing a bunch of different Pokemon games throughout this week because I wanted to see like, okay, if I'm moving Pokemon around from Pokemon Home and like the different games and stuff, then I want to see how much I can actually fill in the Pokedexes for like all the different other games that I have for the Switch. And it was kind of funny because... I came up on this feature by accident because they, when you power into Pokemon Home, it gives you like one of two options. You can either go with Pokedex for the Pokemon Home thing on the Switch, or you can actually just click on Pokemon, see how much it is. And it allows you to connect the different games that you have on Switch. So, for example, I had Brilliant Diamond, I had Pokemon Legends Arceus, I had freaking like Let's Go Pikachu, plus there's an option to select Home itself, so that way you can organize the boxes on the little service itself. So I ended up con- my connecting those games, those like, uh, oh yeah, Pokemon Sword as well, I forgot to mention that, those four games on that service. So what I ended up doing was transferring a whole bunch of different Pokemon between the Pokemon Home stuff plus all the different games. And I'm happy to report, I actually completed the Pokedex for Pokemon Brilliant Diamond last night <laughs> through that stuff. And it was from, like, a bunch of different trial and error. I had to go through in the game itself in order to raise different Pokemon, hatch different Pokemon. Literally, like, uh, there was a bunch of things I could have done faster, but being myself, I did it the hard way. (laughs) But uh, there was, like, around 491 Pokemon inside of Brilliant Diamond. So with the special Pokemon and everything else, I got that all set. got the Shiny Charm and that. But uh, the funniest part was I'm actually close to being done with Pokemon Swords Pokedex. I have 13 Pokemon left. And the reason why I got to that extent was kind of funny. Because when I went on to search for the GTS, I was searching up different Pokemon. Okay, maybe I could trade for this and that, you know. And there was one Pokemon's name that kept coming up, and I didn't know why. It was a Pokemon from Generation 6 called Furfru. It's this dog, right, that you could style its hair inside the version so it has, like, a pharaoh-style haircut or, like, a so-on-and-so-forth haircut. Well, the thing about it is I don't understand why that people want this specific type of Pokemon with those, like, hairstyles and stuff. So what I ended up doing was I bred a whole bunch of different Furfru from my Pokemon Y game. I actually went back to Pokemon Y and started grinding that stuff and filled up like a good solid complete box of like 30 Pokemon transformed into the Pokemon home. And I started using my mobile app, like my mobile Pokemon home app, uploaded a whole bunch of fur on the GTS. 
And I kept getting all sorts of different Pokemon. Like, uh, I ended up getting, like, Slowking. I ended up getting, like, friggin' all these extra Pokemon that uh, I would normally have to trade in order to evolve or had to do this and do that. So, quintessentially, I cut down a lot of the fat so quick. Like, from the start of the week, I had, like, about 202 Pokemon in regards to the Pokedex. And tonight, I'm, like, 280... I have, like, 487. So I'm like, I think I have like maybe two or three more Pokemon left to see in that Dex. Because the original Pokemon Sword Pokedex for the Galar region is like 400. But the DLC ones have their own separate Pokedexes, but there's only a few left for each one as well. One's like 215, the other one's like 209 or something. And I'm pretty close to the 200 range for that. And uh, the funniest part, the best part about this whole thing... There was one one of the last hard Pokemon I needed to get for the the Galar decks, and that was Zamazenta. That was the one Pokemon that's like one of the box legendaries. So I looked into my Pokemon. I was like, okay, what is it that I have that I could initially trade for a box legendary? I looked inside there. I had an extra Lugia that I could actually go forth and trade. I had two Lugia. One's a special edition one that can't be traded, but another one was from my copy of heart gold that i know so silver that i had for back around 2014 <laughs> and i'm like well the reason why i didn't the reason why i kept that one and i didn't trade that one off is because i didn't have really a rhyme or reason to do so it had a bad nature it didn't have the whole best of stats in that regards and i put it up on gts and within the hour it was traded off for zamazenta and i got that fucking legendary out of the way and now what's left, Tyler? It's like a whole bunch of different Pokemon I could just level up and evolve. That's it. So it's not so much playing the game of Pokemon as it was me trying to find something to keep my mind occupied. And the biggest amount of work that I ended up putting and grinding for this week was to simultaneously fill out three different Pokedexes. Brilliant Diamonds, Pokemon Sword, and the Pokemon Home app itself. Because for Pokemon Home, that app, the amount of Pokemon that's in its entirety is 905, right? And so I have like around over 850. <laughs> oh my god. It's one of those things where I'm glad I kept my past Pokemon games, because I never would have reached that otherwise. But, uh, dude, just getting ready for the whole like Scarlet and Violet stuff coming out. But... Uh, so close. Yeah. So close. I know it's so close, man. Come November, just only a few short months away. But I'm almost fucking ready for it. <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, that's pretty much what I had been playing. Nothing really else caught my eye and stuff, even though I have a plethora of stuff I can still play. But uh, yeah, how about you in regards to your gaming stuff? Uh, Not too much. You know, I've been in that weird... Uh kind of a gaming funk lately where it's just nothing really connecting with me. Not, I mean, really just not a lot's coming out. That's like something I'd be interested in either. Um, so, uh, that's kind of the main reason, like I've been going back to uh Fortnite a lot lately. Uh, just really, really more so than usual getting into Fortnite. Like I talked about last week, I got my first, uh, dub nice in uh Fortnite. So that felt good. Um, I'm actually like level 56 mm. already on this, uh, Battle pass. I actually went ahead and I just bought the battle pass last night. Nice. I'm like, uh, I'm like, might as well. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, 
I'm pretty close to, and they changed up the format of how the battle pass works. So it's not like every level you get something like now there's different tiers. Every ten levels, oh. you unlock the next tier, and then like you get every level you go up, you get five stars, and you use those stars as like currency for the battle passes, and you could buy things in each tier. Um, so I like I had like a ton built up because you could still earn the stars even yes. though you don't own the battle pass, but you can't buy anything. Um, until you buy the battle pass. So I had a bunch. So, and like the, uh, the battle pass is like 950 V bucks, mm-hmm. uh, which is the in-game currency. And I think I've already got like, I, so I bought the battle pass and I think I have already made 800, like I unlocked 800 V bucks through the battle pass. Wow. So, uh, and then there's still more tiers to go. Like there's 10 tiers. So, and then if you get to like the final tier, you can unlock a uh, Darth Vader. So that's kind of the reason I'm like, I'm actually fairly close to getting the Darth Vader. So fuck it. Uh, just, you know, buy it, whatever it costs me. Like I already had most of the V bucks there. They kind of, the only thing that sucks, they have like the in-game currency. It's kind of like, I think I thought we were past like, like the Wii and 360 did in that era where like, you didn't just buy games. You had to, like, buy currency. Yes. So, like, it always worked out that you always had leftover currency. Yeah. So, like, oh, cool. Like, I want to buy this game, but it's 300 Microsoft points. But you can only buy 400 as the lowest. So, cool. I buy this. Well, I still got 100 Microsoft points. Well, I can't buy anything for 100 Microsoft points. Well, I might as well just buy some more Microsoft points. Right. So, like, they kind of get you in that loop. Because, like, and now I'm, like, uh, yeah, so now I have, like, 1,800 V-Bucks. So, I got enough for the next season but i don't know if like i don't know fortnite's kind of that like game that you play like to kind of i'm just filling gaps right now you know yeah. kind of like uh it's like it's like rocky said in rocky one when uh paulie uh his brother-in-law asked him why you would why you dating a sister it's like we fill each other's gaps and paulie's like what does that mean it's like i got gaps she got gaps we fill gaps um and uh you know what it, it uh fortnite fills gaps let me tell you. Uh, so it's been it's been good. I got I unlocked I bought bought the battle pass. I got Indiana Jones. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, doing all right with that. Uh, a couple other things I did play though. I did play um, South of the Circle. So these are like smaller, not big games. Yeah. One's like I said, South of the Circle. I guess this came out earlier this year on like uh, Apple Arcade. Uh, but it's kind of like a more of a visual novel type game. Kind of like, you know, a game that I'm like a Tyler Ass game. You know. Uh, very story heavy um game where like you make decisions and based off the decision things happen um and i heard it's like three hours I'm like, i'll buy it it's only it's like 11 bucks i think i bought an xbox it's on everything though um and i don't i think the story is kind of intriguing it's like uh a guy is like his plane crashes in antarctica and he's trying to like find help mm-hmm and but he's doing like flashbacks to like how he met this girl okay uh but what's annoying though is like so you have options you can pick based like on responses um but instead of just like like hey pick this like showing you two different options to pick they show you different like images but it's like the same six images over and over again each image uh means something like if you see a sunshine it's like you're making you're going to say something positive or if you see like a square, it means you're going to be kind of an ass about it. Uh, but what sucks though is like you don't get those images every single time. You just get like specific images. So sometimes you might only see like um, two images. Like, well, I don't 
uh, that's not really what I don't want to say anything like that. But then like, you don't know what those, what your response will be based off those. So like I put like an hour of it, like I said, and like, I was frustrated cause like, I'm like, okay, I'll pick like, okay. Like you could pick like the passive one or like you could pick like one, like kind of a pessimistic one, or you could pick like the, um, kind of like brush it off one. And it's like, okay, well I'll pick this one. And like, we don't know what the response is going to be based off what you pick. So then it's like, well, well, wait, that doesn't, it's not at all what I wanted it to come up. Like, no, nah, it's not like an asshole. <laughs> like I'm, I actually like, I'm actually trying, but the problem is like, I'm, I agree with sometimes what the person's saying to them, but it's like the options I have to pick don't allow me to agree with them. So it's like, well, I don't like this. And so like, I think the, this, the art design is really cool. And the, uh, the story is pretty intriguing. It's just, I don't like that, which is kind of like the thing I like about these type of games. Mm. Uh, so I don't think I'm going to go back to it. Um, and then they're going to pick up called hindsight. This was actually, at, I think the last Nintendo direct, it just came out last week. Okay. I think it's 15 bucks. It's only on switch and PC. Uh, this game, uh, it's only like two hours. I put like about an hour in this one as well. Uh, this game just put me into an emotional wreck immediately. I was crying immediately, uh, like three minutes in. Uh, so this is like, there's not so much like you're not picking, um, uh, like dialogue options. You're basically just kind of along for the ride oh. and you're just like putting like, you just, the best thing to say is puzzles, but they're not really puzzles. You're just trying to like match things up correctly to move along to the next section. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a getting older thing, but I remember like memoir blue. I played earlier this year, which is a uh, game on game pass. It's actually also very excellent. Okay. And kind of like this, uh, kind of the same idea where like memoir blue was about a, a girl, that's older and now she's like looking back to like her and her mom became estranged uh when you know when she got older Mm -hmm. and they just didn't have a good relationship uh and then she passed away and uh it's kind of like flashing back to like her now and then flashing back to like her as a child and showing the relationship or how it got to that point and then like the end of it of like kind of like a lot of regret um and stuff like that and then like them eventually like kind of making up before she passed. Um, and this game's kind of the same thing where like this woman uh, finds like basically finds out her, her mom passes. And it's all through this w- one woman. There's no name for her or anything, uh, at least from what I played so far. And it's like, um, like I said, so it's all, it's all like, so she finds out her mom dies and it's like kind of flashing back and forth. Like, like she goes, she flies back, like her getting, getting the message, but it's only her voice acting. Uh, so you don't get to hear it on the phone, but you could just kind of tell by the way she reacts. Okay. So she got bad news and it's like her flying back to like her childhood home. And it's like her, like she finds from like, she's cleaning up the house and there, there's the piano there in the living room. And it's like flashing back to her, her mom teaching her the piano when she's a, a child. And like her as an adult now, like in that moment, dealing with her mom's death. Uh, it's very like the, like the art sign on this one as, as well is very good. It, it's not very, so much of a game, but I think like the story and the way it's presented is very well done. I think it's like getting older, you know, um, you know, it's just, it's something that becomes more real as you get older, your parents eventually passing, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, you know, it's like, I think playing these two games are relatively short fashion. Like I think I played more blue, like in June, like not even two months ago. And I played this game, uh, you know, they're kind of dealing with the same kind of general concept. So it kind of like 
mentally just kind of drained me, like emotionally drained me. Right. So I played it for like an hour. Uh, I really like it. I don't know if I'll go back to it because it's a uh, it's rough. It's very rough. Like it doesn't like talk about like you know like awful awful things, but it's just more so about like it's kind of telling the story of like why her mom was difficult um, growing up, and then like her like it's called hindsight, and it's really just like Memoir Blue is kind of the same thing where it's like. You know, this, it's all very similar stories um, where it's just like they didn't, they just kind of clash. Um, and it's like now the woman is like now the daughter is older. And now, you know, as an adult, she kind of understands more what her mother, kind of what her mother was going through and stuff like that. It's more of like, yeah, now you understand your mom kind of thing. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's uh, I think hindsight, I, I'd, like, if you're into those type of, type of games, uh, I I really 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 recommend this game. I think it's fantastic. Uh, it's just it's heavy, and uh, I don't know if I am uh, mentally there to play this game right now. Uh, so yeah, but uh, that's that's all I've been playing. Um, but let's get into some fun topics here, Gables. Right. Let's talk about Splatoon three. Oh yeah. Uh, so we have Splatoon three direct this week. I did I actually like I said I got my day off on Wednesday, so I was able to. Uh, do a live react to this. It's on our uh, YouTube channel, so go back and look at that one if you like. Really would appreciate it. Give it a big thumbs up as well. Um, but we uh, we got some more details here, so we got a lot more like gear and stuff like that. Like uh, they're, they're going to have um, a lot of the NPCs from the original game are returning. Um, like we have like uh, what is it like uh, Judd and Little Judd. Um, they also have oh Mr. Grizz uh, is back. Uh, I don't think. Kelly and Mari, I don't think Maria, I don't think they're there from the first game. Um, but some of the things they did announce is like, so we already have all like, there's new guns, there's gonna be new weapons, there's gonna be mm-hmm. new um, a gear. Uh, but they announced that the salmon run, which is like their horde mode, yeah, um, that will be a permanent thing you could play anytime. Because I can't mm-hmm. remember the timeline exactly, uh, but you can only play it like during certain times of the day. Yeah. Only certain times of the day you could actually play salmon run, especially like inside of Splatoon two and stuff. I think it was like, maybe like around the evening times, like maybe around that five, seven o'clock as five. I may be mistaking. Maybe it was like by a slew of like three or four hour chunks or something like that. You probably could have played them, but at the same time and stuff. Yeah. It was limited to what only specific times of the day. Whereas this one is just straight off from the get go. You can play it whenever and stuff. And I kind of hope they do the same thing with like with a bunch of the maps and stuff because I really hated the whole rigmarole thing where you can only play like a one or two maps and that be like, you know. No, that's going back. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So the so the. Yeah. So the the game modes and the maps are still rotating. Which yeah, that was like I complained about that heavily during the first game, and it was back in the second game, and that's back again in this game. I absolutely hate Um, that. Yeah, I what I don't understand is like we give it a pass, but then when Halo Infinite does it, we fucking rail that game for it. <laughs> oh yes, double standards. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I understand. Like I know, like it's kind of hypocritical because we give like Pokemon a pass because we're excited about things that were done 15 years ago. Uh, they're finally doing in this, but it's like, well, it's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I like I understand that, but um, I don't know. Like, man. I'll talk about it at the end. I, I got some things I want to talk about though with this game. Um, but so some new things that were announced was like uh, we got some new shop people here. We're pretty cool. We got Gnarly Eddie. Um, we got Jell Lafleur, 
And we have my new favorite, the beefy, beefy, beefy Mr. Coco. <laughs> oh, Mr. yes, Coco. yes. The new, yeah, the new storefront people, the new store clerks and stuff like that. They're really cool. Uh, their individual personalities and stuff. Like you have like the whole crazy Eddie thing where it's like, uh, He's a big old like see like a sneeze snail and stuff like that, you know, like a, almost like a almost like a hermit crab stuff. And you have like a little shell, like a little assistant mm-hmm. or something like that in the back and stuff. You can just see him like a little hat on top of his little little shell or something like that. But uh, yeah, big uh, Mr. Coco dude, the dude's like a big old swole dude. We're like you, you can just literally see his fucking like chest hair and all this other shit, you know. And he's and what does he serve? He serves you the freshest shoes. <laughs> as you should, as you should. Oh, one second here. My fucking. Uh oh. Uh oh. What? My my uh. God damn it! OBS is messed up. Uh, sorry. Oh, Jesus Christ! If it doesn't happen once or yeah, twice per session, then it's not a podcast. Yeah, I don't, it's been done like three times before we start recording. All right, give me a second. I'm gonna go. Gables, I need you to fill like forty-five seconds of dead air. Okay. Go ahead. All right. You know what? Splatoon 3. Man. Splatoon 3. Every time I see more of it, the more I want to play the damn thing. And especially with the new weapons that are coming out, especially the whole freaking bow and arrow. That one looks like it's freaking fun. But also the Splatana, the whole aspect of a squeegee that acts as a katana that can charge up and you can fire distant shots and stuff across the map. That is pretty fun as hell of a concept and it's definitely going to be a fun concept when you go through and you just kick a whole bunch of people's asses and stuff across the map doing that shit but uh yeah i love the new weapons that i've been going through with whole splatoon 3 that was introduced nintendo is going to be introducing more weapons obviously throughout the god the next couple of years i mean hell they have a roadmap thing here where it's like every God, like what? Every few months, every three, four months, or something. Every three months, they're going to add new content. Yeah, a new catalog thing where it's like they'll update, like they'll have these like checklists or whatever the fuck they're doing and stuff to where you can earn these specific amount of like rewards or something like that through that stuff. So it's kind of like their own kind of version of like a battle pass, but at the same time, not really. Yeah, yeah. So like, no idea what exactly what they like. It doesn't sound like it's going to be like huge content but they're going to be adding new things you can do yeah. like we also got fry shiver and the big man oh yes the big man the new idols uh yeah from the deep state or deep deep fry cut. deep fish deep cut yeah <laughs> i think it's some like q and on like it's a q and on joke that nintendo is doing with that one um that that's my that's my theory on that one um they're like the host of it they're going to tell you like the um like the new maps and like whatever's like basically the thing like Callie Marie would do and like the, the previous ones where it's like here are the game modes available right now here are the maps available right now well, it um, looks like it's going to be less obtrusive though because like even when you, you powered on like uh, for the first and the second games and stuff first thing that I would introduce you is the pop bottles and stuff and it just okay this is the map of the day this is this that and yeah. stuff for it seems like for the third one it's like it just pops up as like a text message in the top portion of the screen it's like hey this is such as such as this you know yeah, I think you can still watch it, but then you can like move it to the the top corner. Right. There is what is what people were like. I think like Game Explain was like kind of looking at it in the YouTube videos. Um, so no, I don't, I don't, they haven't like confirmed it, but that's kind of like based off of what we've seen. Um, they haven't announced like any new like game modes. The only thing they didn't really announced was the uh, 
I think it's called like Anarchy. No, Anarchy Battles is like the ranked mode. Um, so the only the only thing they announced was like now when I do the Splatfest, now there's three teams you can choose from in Splatfest. So like they're starting off now with the uh, um, Rock Paper Scissors, where you pick a you pick a team. Uh, obviously, you're picking Scissors because that's what Big Man picked. And then the, the kind of cool thing is like so whoever's winning the Splatfest, uh, they get the middle section, and so there's three teams in a battle. So that's 12 players, and the the middle team the, or the winning team gets like the middle section, and then mm-hmm. the the two losing teams get the sides. And it's basically you guys got those two teams got to work together to take out the big team, or just everybody it's, it's everybody for themselves. Uh, but the team with the lead has excuse me has the advantage. Um, yeah, it's definitely an that. interesting did... kind of concept with it where the splat fest in the past and stuff. It was just like a ran it was just like a random match and stuff to where this is kind of like a two tier sort of match like Tyler was kind of explaining with that one where it's like a regular match between two groups of four and then the second tier is like like Tyler was saying, though like the winning team's in the middle, the losing team is split in half and stuff and different different four A's and stuff like that. So it just represents the whole three three sides and stuff like that on rock, paper, scissors for this coming splat fest and stuff cool concept yeah i love the idea of like just three colors just like splashed together that's super chaotic yeah um which cool but the only thing that sucks is that it's only gonna take place during Splatfest. which yeah. um i don't know how often they're gonna do them they did announce some new stages though i think they announced uh one two three four five five new stages mm-hmm. they did say a lot of the stages from the previous games are returning um also you are able to uh like they can tell when you have when you have Splatoon 2 save data, like that stuff's going to carry over to the third game. Awesome. And you can like you basically can carry over your rank from the previous game, which is oh, nice. Okay. Uh, if you do the rank mode, I, I never touch that shit because uh, those people uh, will wreck your ass. Um, like I said, they have like a lot of new return and returning uh, weapons. What sucks about the gear thing, though, is like it's kind of my issue I have with like a lot of games when like when it's like very big, big on gear and like stats. Because each one has like different boost it gives you. Right. Um. I, I always hated that with like, like Sass Creed or Cyberpunk. Like all these games do it. It's, it's like eventually they always fix it later. But I'm like, why don't you just have that ready to go at launch? Uh. Where it's like you get this like badass gear that you like, and it's like I like the way my character looks. I just want to keep that. It's like oh well. I I have like all these better different gears that don't match at all. Right. That are way better. So then like you end up walking around with this character that looks like five year old me dress myself to go out for the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm gonna have a tuxedo shirt. Uh, I'm gonna wear a winter coat. I'm gonna wear teenage mutant turtles pajama pants. I'm gonna have mismatched socks, and I'm gonna wear a, a croc on my left shoe and a fucking snow boot on my right shoe. Um, and that's and you just look like a fucking idiot. Yeah, uh, that's what used to be the case for Destiny Two as well, but until they uh, did a change and stuff to where all you have to do is just use upgrade modules and stuff. Say if you want to yeah. set armor and stuff, you want to look a specific way. I've done that too, to where it's like I've, I have mixed armor and stuff like that in the past, but because I can and stuff, if it's like a much more powerful gear than what I got going for, say like a light level or something, I just use the upgrade mod- module on the piece of equipment and stuff that I want and stuff. I still keep the look, but yeah, getting back yeah. to what uh, you were saying though, in regards to Splatoon three, it's, it's sort of like the opposite of what I was referring to with Destiny 2, where it's kind of like that whole five-year-old dressing himself like mentality of, like, you want your character to look a specific way, but at the same time, you can't, like, have that type of stats, like, upgraded on your 
Squid Kid or yeah. Octoling as you want it and stuff, unless you're looking like a complete fool. <laughs> and they do have like in in the second one they added like you can like buy upgrades for them, so you can have like I think three or four upgrades to each ability, mm-hmm. each different uh, piece of gear. But it's completely random what it gives you. So it's like, well, I don't. Is there a way to like I can carry I can like take the gear off of this one and put it on that one instead? You know, right. like, I want to keep. Because then, like, it's completely random. It's like, well, I don't give a fuck about that. I don't care about, I'm like, like, I have this thing that gives me plus, uh, just hypothetically, plus five attack. Instead that, well, now I have this one that's, like, it's slightly better. But then, like, the, the upgrades is like, well, cool. It gives me, like, 0.3 speed. I'm like, well, I want the attack. I don't know. I, I just hate that, like, that's still there. But, um, I don't know, the Katana, the Katana Blade uh, weapon look kind of cool. Um, they now have some new abilities. Uh, they fixed the lobbies. I think it's funny though. The lobbies are basically just like something that like I was able to do on my 360 at launch, uh, where you can just like if your friends are in a game, uh, you can just literally jump into their game. Um, they didn't say though if you can like and you can do private battles with like lobby codes, which is cool. That is something that is kind of like a Jack in the Box. I think kind of was the first game to really do that, like to add that to like online. But now we're seeing it more and more, like Fall Guys and stuff does it. And um, much needed. I like that you can do private and like you can. What was that? It was much needed. Yes. Yes. Um, which which is really cool. Uh, I just wonder though, like, are you still getting like gain experience points? Because like some games when you do private battles, you don't gain the experience points, which sucks. This could end up being the case uh, where this is probably going to be one of those games that will not carry over type of like uh, experience points. Because even from like playing certain games in the past that have done something similar, you're not getting any type of experience. This is you and your friends just like. Uh, playing some games doing it that way yeah and i i hope i wonder if they change it so you can like change gear in between games uh because that would always kind of suck where like if you like if you want to unlock some new stuff or you want to like change something out change a loadout out Mm. you couldn't just Mm. change a loadout in between games you had to like completely back out and so if you're playing a group of friends you'll have to like leave the lobby leave the group and then go change and then jump back into a group so, um, no, they didn't say if that's going to be happening. Um, they announced, like, they have, like, that trading card game thing going on. I don't really know, like... It's just, like, a little side cards thing, you can collect. really, where it's, like, you have yeah. two people... It looks like you just have, like, two people can play this specific type of card game where it looks like a mix between, like, Tetris and also kind of, like, that Dungeon Dice monster game, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! Shit, yeah. Where it's, like, you pick a card or something, you start to build, like, all this different type of, like... Uh, well, not build, but it looks like you... You basically choose a card, right? And that card has like an individual type of inkling that's used a specific weapon that does like a specific like paint pattern or something like that. And it's supposed to, you're supposed to have like the highest one or something like that or more so than your opponent or something like that. I mean, I paid attention to it somewhat, but at the same time, I thought that'd be kind of interesting to try maybe like a couple different times to see how it is, you know. But uh, I kind of find it's kind of it's cool just to have something a little bit different, like as a side thing. Cause like in Splatoon yeah. two, they have their different like type of like soundtrack stuff to where you could do that. Or you have like little miniature mini games that you could play on the little arcades and stuff like yep. that. So this is definitely, this is definitely something that's going to be kind of interesting to play in between like uh, matches online. Yeah. It, it's like they're Gwent from Witcher three, but we're going to call this one squint. <laughs> squint. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Thank you, thank you. Uh, the good news is is the Nintendo app is back for voice chat, so there's that. Um, not, we got new amiibos, and that's the thing, though, man. The online, the online thing is not actual complete crap. 
for this game, you know? You can actually buy certain gear and certain things on the damn thing for the game. Well, they didn't they didn't too as well. Yeah. So, um and then uh they have like serious long-term content like you're talking about every few months they're going to change it. So, yeah, we have no idea what that means. Though. Like they said it's going to update the catalog. So, it sounds like more weapons. They did say there's going to be at least two new stages right. uh, post launch, which is kind of the same thing they did with like 1 and 2 where like we have more stuff coming, and then like it's kind of the thing that they always do. It's like when Mario Golf came out, we have there'll be stuff post launch. They they put out like one more golf course, and that was it. Um, yep. Like look at like uh, the Mario Strikers battle thing, where like here's Daisy. Uh, so, um, but they did say that there'll be more stages and game modes coming down the line. But they also announced that there'll be large scale paid DLC. Okay, uh, so they said they like an expansion. It sounds like. Yeah, so I wonder if it's going to be like the, what they did with, with 2. Like, they didn't say whether it's going to be like online focused, which I don't think it would be because... No. Like, I would expect it would be funny though. Maybe like a single player type of thing. Yeah, I, I think it would be hilarious though if they finally, like, Nintendo got into like map packs 10 years after everybody stopped doing map packs. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. Well, they could tie uh, it into their old freaking Nintendo online thing and there you go. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, it's only 20 years behind. So, like, here's, here's a thing that somebody came up with 20 years ago uh yeah so i don't know i mean like i when i watched a direct i even talked about it when i did the live reaction at the end um i was like i'm really in on this game like but it, i'm like i even said like but it could just be like you know that, that hype you know you're in the moment kind of thing and then i i stopped and i went back i started like reading about two and one i was kind of like fuckers did it again like my complaint with two was that it was really just like 1.5 or it's like most of the content in there was like the majority of the content was just the content from the first game. They just put it on a switch, mm-hmm. added a, a couple new, added the salmon run, a new can like a new campaign, which it, the campaign was fine. Um, and then a couple, like what, like one or two game mode, the salmon run yeah. and a couple maps and some new weapons. That's kind of it. And I feel like we just kind of did the same thing, Gables. Like, yeah, we're we're fixing some pain points, but we're fixing pain points that were pain points over a decade ago when the two came out, and there's still going to be pain points from this game that were from a decade ago. In regards to that, I mean, it's more the same thing. I mean, I completely agree with you. Yes, but at the same time, you know, it's. There are things with new coats of paint. There are new things that are added yeah. inside of that regards. But uh, at that point and stuff where there are a lot of people that still want to play more. Splatoon. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to sell like crazy. It's going to be like a 10 million. Here's my thing. I'm not trying to shit on people that buy it. No. I'm the guy that's like fucking hyped as shit for Madden 23. Like I, I can't stop thinking about Madden the last like two weeks. <laughs> we're like three goddamn days away. I get it. I totally get it. Like if, if this is your thing, like. Gables, you and I are going to buy, like, like our 20th version of Pokemon in, like, three months. <laughs> like, and it's been, like, we've been complaining about, like, we literally just said, like, hey, like, the shit they're adding to this is, like, stuff that games did well, de- yeah. like two generations ago. Um, so, like, I'm not trying to, like, you know, yuck your muck here. Um, that's just, like, it's just one of those things where, like, I love Splatoon 1. Splatoon 2 is still a very good game. It just wasn't enough more to keep me coming back. And here's a good. There's, I'll be honest with you. There's a pretty decent chance I might buy Splatoon three as well. Uh, I'm gonna play. You can pre, you can uh, pre-download the uh, 
the Splatfest. They're doing a Splatfest matches. They're doing a Splatfest on the 27th from uh, it's 9 a.m. Excuse me, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific time on not this coming Saturday on the 20th, but the 27th. Right, so two weeks away. So I'm gonna check it out. That's I think that's the Rock Paper Scissors one. Um, I'm gonna play it. I'm, I'm excited for. It. I love the fact that it's 12 hours because they done the Splatfest in the, in the past and like they. I, I remember like doing the podcast years ago. Uh, like I was completely out on Spot on Splatoon, and then they did those like the Splatfest things before the first game came out. And like I, I remember like they had, like the first one was like 5 a.m. my time, and I got up to play it, and I'm like, oh, I fucking love this. I played it until <laughs> the servers were shut off, and then I kept going. I played every single one. I couldn't stop playing it. Uh, then the first that game came out, I played a shit ton of it for like a good month, and then Splatoon 2 came out, and it's just I played it for like a week or two, and I fell off. Um, I think a lot of it just really. It has to do with like if like I had like a solid core of friends to play with, it would definitely be a game that like I could see myself putting a bunch of time oh, into. Yeah. And it's, um, but just like any other, like any online game, duh. Uh, but like yeah, like the game is really good. It's just like, like you said, like uh, at the top where it's like they're still doing the two the rotation things, well, which yeah, sucks. That it does. It's like you got enough maps. Like between three games, you have enough maps at this point where you can just let us play out like all the maps randomly. Uh, and then like, let us pick the game modes. Cause I, I, I like, that's the thing everybody bitched about with Halo Infinite. Like where like, you just got a random game mode. You got a random map. You couldn't like pick anything. And it's like, here we are with the third Splatoon. It's been eight years or seven years since Splatoon 1 came out. Mm-hmm. And we're like, you can't let me, like there's only like four different game modes. Like you're going to sell millions of copies at launch. You have enough people to play that you can, you can have enough maps going and have enough game modes where you don't have to like force us into small uh, areas. So I don't know. Uh, like I'm not trying to, like I said, not trying to yuck anybody's muck, uh, but just, I don't know. It didn't like, like I said, in the moment I'm like, Oh man, I, cause I love playing the game. It's just more matter of like, what's going to keep me coming back. And if like, I like, find out that campaign's awesome, then I'll jump back in. Cause that, that's supposed to be two campaigns just kind of, did not hit for me. But what, what, overall, Gables, what's your thoughts on it? My overall thoughts about it is I liked a lot of the changes that are going to be implemented inside of Splatoon 3 that has been shared. I do like the idea of... Uh, I do like the idea of the new different weapons that were showed off and stuff. Obviously, the whole bow and arrow aspect that we have seen, I think, in the original trailer. But this is more so of a elaboration upon it, plus the Splatana. I like that weapon style. I kind of like that idea. But uh, I kind of wish there was more story stuff that was shown in the initial trailer, but I understand yeah. why the Nintendo didn't want to delve too deep into that because uh, they wanted to have the firm emphasis on the main reason why people are going to buy the game, and that is going to be the multiplayer experience. So showcasing... I thought it was a smart idea to showcase not just the Splatfest itself, but also the Infantational that's going to be going on in PAX West where that week and stuff when PAX West is going on, a bunch of different players that have won tournaments and stuff are going to be facing off against each other and this whole Splatoon 3, like, inventational stuff. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in regards to that. But uh, more so, I am excited to play through the single-player aspect of it. I know playing through Splatoon 2 earlier on this year definitely heightened my excitement because I really enjoyed the single-player aspect of it. I loved collecting all the sardiniums and all the little random pages of the journal and stuff throughout that. They were fairly well hidden, in my honest opinion. Also loved, I still need to continue 
and finish up the Octopath, uh, not the Octopath, but like the Octo Expansion, pardon me, in regards to Splatoon 2. I've played, I, <laughs> after playing so much of the Splatoon 2 single player and completing the main portion of it, I kind of burned myself a little bit in regards to the Octo Expansion stuff. But uh, I am fairly excited with Splatoon 3 after this direct. Good. Well, I'm glad. Uh, I mean, if, like I said, if enough people come out at launch and it's doing really good, I could see myself uh, picking this game up uh, when it comes out. But uh, let's move on, Gable, to uh, some other news here. Yeah. So uh, we've had a couple weeks ago, like, I'm going to talk about this a couple weeks ago, but it's just like other things kind of got in the way. Uh, but Tomb Raider, um, we've had some some leaks about it. Uh, Jeff Grubb talked about it a few weeks ago on uh, about a week and a half ago, I want to say, on, um, I can't remember, the Game Mess? One of his podcasts he's on um, about there is some stuff leaking out about uh, some casting notes and then also like some ideas were like basically it's like an older Tomb Raider like we don't know how old but uh, like Lara is older and like I think she's like in her like mid to late 30s basically and cause primarily she's like in her 20s and like starting off. Like how she became like especially like the new trilogy we just had where like mm-hmm. it's like kind of like her becoming the Tomb Raider, and um, this uh, new one is like she's been doing it for a while, and uh, she's just too old for this shit. And like basically like she's like bas- trying to like bring up the next generation of Tomb Raiders, and like she has like three other people with her. No idea if this is gonna like uh, gonna be like a four player multiplayer game. Or if it's kind of like it sounds very much like Uncharted Four ish, mm. maybe in a way where like you know he's just like Uncharted Four, he's just older, and uh, you know spoiler, it's he has a daughter at the end that's like kind of like taking over the mantle, and um, but it's like basically she's training the next era of Tomb Raiders, and um, some some notes came out, some casting notes here came out that uh, legend from the casting notes, Lara is the uh, the project is looking to cast an authentic British actor actress, which makes sense uh and the prototype of emily blunt who plays uh not oh fuck i just chloe not chloe what's the what's nathan drake's wife elena no is he elena yeah yeah okay yeah so (laughs) emily blunt thank you i I, chloe's the other girl uh elena is the wife of nathan drake who is played by emily blunt um so that's kind of what they're looking for but on top of that, um, yeah, Sacred Symbols, which is a, uh, a Colin Moriarty pod- podcast, uh, he apparently got a hold of some of the script from the game. Uh, apparently, it's called Project Jawbreaker, and they, and they they already announced that they're working on this game a yes. months ago. Um, so some of the stuff from the script. Uh, so like we were talking about like the stuff what they're look what they're looking for for now for the actor actress to play Lara. Um Gone are the so this is stuff from from the script itself. Mm-hmm. Lara Croft is at the top of her game. Uh gone are the days of the young, inexperienced woman dealing with matters of legacy and familial reckoning. Uh Lara has uh let go of her childhood and fully embraced the life of an adventurer. Her legendary career has been lauded and printed in tabloids, all tales tall tales of adventures that have inspired a new generation of Tomb Raiders to seek their fortunes in the world. With this new phase of her, her life, Lara fully accepts her place among the ruins. For many years, Lara has uh, Lara plunged her, the depths of forgotten places, played cat and mouse with nefarious opponents, and worked to uncover uh, 
per- persevere and protect the lost secrets of the world, uh, lest they lest they fall into the wrong islands. Wrong islands, Jesus. Wrong hands, Jesus Christ. I can't read anymore. Um, so basically, yeah, she's gonna have a team with her, uh, and then they ended up like the people in the the host on the show. They ended up reading the script, and each person like would play a character. Okay. Um, which you could say, well, maybe they're maybe it's not true. Maybe they're lying. Well, uh, a lawyer for Crystal Dynamics uh, sent them a cease and desist order, and they actually had to pull, cut that part out of the podcast. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna bet this is probably real, and like this is not surprising. Like, like it's funny how like this shit happens. Like, um, for like uh, Crystal Dynamics, like. Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is the third game, mm-hmm. uh, that game leaked like three years before they announced it. Before they announced it, because somebody was working on it on their laptop on on a subway, mm. and people saw them working on it in public, and that's how it leaked out. Wow! It was like in documents. It's like people were like, so this is not surprising that this uh, this is happening. So I don't know. Like, I'm I'm curious if it's gonna like kind of keep up with like. The Crystal Dynamic storyline, because I actually liked the first two games. The third game was fine, which, oddly enough, the Guardians of the Galaxy people made the third game. Right. Um, Montreal, Square Enix Montreal, wow. I believe, did that one, uh, which they can't call themselves that anymore because they got bought by Koch? Uh, Koch Media? Play On? Yeah, they changed their name. They're like Play On now or something. Okay. Uh, I believe, our Embracer Group bought them. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Which Embracer I think is all the same thing. I think it's all the same. I can't. I don't know anymore. I, I don't understand THQ. Uh, Embracer Group and uh, play on Koch Media, what the fuck they're called. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just hope it's not like a live service, like four-player multiplayer game. Right, you got any thoughts on that one, Gables? Honestly, in regards to this whole thing, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if like uh, we would hear more about this, like in the maybe in another year and a half or something. But yeah, I mean, they literally just started development on it, so it's probably a lot further away. They haven't even cast. The woman to play Lara Croft. So. I just find it hilarious that the aspect of their script is already leaked on to like other people, like yeah. connected to the media in some way, especially in the gaming journalism side. But uh, in regards to the game concept and the whole thing about it itself, I mean, yeah, it's still early on. I'm not really too excited for it. Actually, it sounds kind of boring in my honest opinion. But at that same point, you know what? It has plenty of years to go forth and develop, and uh, who knows? Maybe I'll be excited for it when I initially see the first footage for it. Yeah, we'll see. My uh, OBS mess up again. So I'm going to queue up on this one, Gables. Talk to me about Evo. All right. So Evo 2022 wrapped up last weekend. And, man, there were some interesting announcements that occurred during this whole event. And the whole main theme about this whole event is surprise, surprise, surprise. Different, different, Two different teasers happened for potential games that are going to be coming out soon. There was a tease by the creator of Tekken which looked like it was a teaser for Tekken 8. I'm not going to specifically say if it was Tekken 8, because as I don't 100% know, there was not any type of labels or any type of like announcements of the name of it. It was instead a trailer that was teased to where it was the ending of the original Tekken as Kazuya, basically holding his dad, Hihachi, and stuff over a cliff and dropping him off. Serta the same way that Kazuya himself, as a kid, was dropped off a cliff or something like that by his father, Hihachi. But in regards to this trailer, it flashed forward into modern graphics, the whole 4K, like this and that, you know. 
and a lot of people in the audience got incredibly excited. Even the creator of Tekken came into the freaking commentator booth and started to be excited alongside the commentators as well. You know, it was a freaking hilarious scene. But uh, many people are speculating, including myself, that this could be the first teaser for Tekken 8. And if so, I am 100% on board with that. But the other teaser that was announced that was showcased, it was during the whole SNK reveal stuff for the whole King of Fighters 15 Season 2 character pass and stuff, to where there was a couple characters that were introduced beforehand for King of Fighters 15, being, like, some classic characters and stuff on top of, like, uh, some other stuff. But the big thing that came out of that was after the whole character pass thing was, like, unveiled for the whole Team Orochi plus, like, a couple classic characters coming back, they pull off a fucking tease for the next Fatal Fury game, the next game inside of that, which looks like a sequel to Mark of the Wolves 2, Garo Mark of the Wolves 2. The same fucking fighting game that uh, that was released like back in like around the 90s, I want to say, like the or the 2000s or some of that sort. But it was around that same time span, I think it was like with Street Fighter 3, in my honest opinion. But uh, that's what I'm thinking in the time that time raised. I mean, I may be completely wrong with the time range, the time settings or anything about that, but it was so fucking hype seeing that trailer because there had not been any type of Fatal Fury game even teased for like at least over the past 10 or 15 years. <laughs> and then just randomly off the cuff of like this announcement and stuff like that, that happens. So you have the two teases that happen, you know, with the whole Tekken creator and the whole like SNK like announcement and stuff like that but on top of that the other theme of evo 2022 is in regards to rollback netcode in class in like older games case in point the fighting game that was released in 2019 samurai showdown the whole rekindling of the whole classic snk game franchise this game has been out since 2019 and is finally getting rollback netcode that's going to be coming out in 2023 the thing about it is all the other different versions of it, we're getting rollback netcode, except for the Switch version of it. Same thing in regards to the whole Dragon Ball Fighters. That's also getting rollback netcode, but get this, it's only going to be for the PS5, Xbox Series X, and the Steam versions of Dragon Ball Fighters. So not last gen, not Switch. So that was the other theme in regards to the whole Evo by 2022. But other than that, though, God, there were so many other different things that happened. I mean, Tyler and I, before we even came on and stuff, we ran, we watched the grand finals in regards to Dragon Ball Fighters, and that whole set was insane to watch. Wawa. Oh, my God. Wawa taking it from, like... Uh... <laughs> Down 0-2, one, came back, won 3-2, and then came back and won three straight against Nitro. Oh, yeah, man. Nitro was like one win away, and all of a sudden it's like Wawa came back, reset the entire thing since obviously he was in the loser's bracket heading into that match. So he basically had to play two full-on matches against Nitro and ended up sweeping him. Quintessentially, he was one loss away from losing the championship and ended up coming back in a dramatic style. One, like, like he ended up winning six of the next seven? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Oh my gosh. And other than that, though, it's like the whole things with uh, 
the whole Guilty Gear Strive final and stuff like that, where Slash ended up losing to uh, Umiko and stuff inside of that exciting final rounds where you have, like, uh, what was it, the fighter, Unlucky Chaos or something like that? No, Unlucky Chaos. Or, fuck, I keep on forgetting the damn fighter's names and stuff because I'm not too familiar with the franchise in and of itself, but Umiko put up a good round, good round against slash that whole final eight i had a chance to watch it live as it was going on and stuff alongside maximilian dudes pod like his stream and stuff of him streaming the whole fucking iron man thing of him like streaming evo for like 13 14 hours that was crazy but uh other than that though it's like the thing that was the commonality in regards to evo 2022 there was some fantastic action Obviously, a bunch of hiatus stuff from, like, uh, the past couple of years since it was been mostly digital. But it seems like there was a lot of great things that did happen. It felt like there was so much announcements after announcements after announcements that was going through and keeping fighting fans excited. Including myself. I mean, I was most excited for the Arcade 1-Up cabinet that's going to be coming up from Marvel vs. Capcom 2. That's a game... All sorts of legal issues in regards to the whole console version of it and also the arcade version of it. Basically the same guy that was responsible for allowing the copies, no, that franchise to come to PS3 and Xbox 360 for those digital versions was the same dude responsible for finding out the legal loopholes in order to bring what they're saying is, well, for the last time, bring that license, that whole Marvel versus Capcom stuff to an actual arcade cabinet, and the whole thing about it, this thing is $600, dude, but you're getting not only Marvel vs. Capcom 2, but pretty much every type of Marvel vs. like like classic Marvel vs. like uh, like Street Fighter, the original Marvel vs. Capcom, all these other types of like games in and of itself, and the game cabinet itself has rollback netcode to it, and it also has like a dedicated online thing to where you can actually find and play people like wirelessly and stuff through the internet. <laughs> Fuck. It's it is definitely expensive for my blood. I hope I would be able to find it like locally somewhere. But uh, the fact that Marvel's is Capcom 2 coming back onto an actual arcade like cabinet in of itself is so super enticing. But uh yeah, man, it's like fighting games are alive and well and there's a hell of a lot of things I'm excited for. Obviously, the most number one thing in regards to the game announcements and stuff like that. I mean, that teaser for the Tekken thing, man. Oh, my God, dude. I fucking am ready for a new Tekken stuff. But last thing I wanted to say in regards to that, just in regards to the whole aspect of what I was talking about, rollback netcode. It's basically just something that uh, when you're playing fighting games online and stuff, it determines like how much something can be delayed in regards to the connection between two players and everything else like that. So basically you want as less the amount of lag as possible, especially for like inputs and stuff like that. Because I've played I've played numerous fighting games online to where it's like like say with Tekken 7 or with Smash Brothers or with friggin' Street Fighter 5 or something like that, to where you do not feel like you're actually going through and having precise hits or movements or you can perform something well because you would there's always some form of issues in regards to things be incredibly slow or taking like maybe one or two seconds in order for a hit to go off, you know? And then that's why having a rollback net code is one, one of a myriad of different things that should be standard inside of fighting games that, you know, online fighting games in general. Cause 
the best way you can play fighting games right at this moment isn't i mean we're past that whole thing where like playing fighting games like in person and this and that you know but in regards to the whole fighting games like for the online stuff that is where it needs to be in regards to having a lot of the consistency a lot of the stuff that needed to be improved on for like the past 10 15 years <laughs> But uh, that's been Evo 2022. Can't wait for next year. <laughs> All right, very nice. Seems like there's a lot, of, there's a lot more uh, hype around this than in past years. So I'm glad mm. people were pretty excited about this one. Uh, but Gills, let's move on to THQ Nordic Showcase. I don't okay. know if you watched this one. Um, I watched it uh, half and half. I just, okay, let's well, you... blaze through the boring parts. Okay, yeah, because uh, it was very much like uh, they announced like a dozen games or so. Um, and, uh, man, this was a weird, like the, uh, they announced like a lot of remakes and a lot of sequels to like franchises. And I was almost like, remember this game? And I'm just like, no, I don't <laughs> like, I don't they remember were that game. Niche remakes. Yeah. The thing was, if you weren't inside of that type of like, that fan base or anything of that sort. It's kind of like some of the issues that you and I have had in different conferences from like say Nintendo or from PlayStation to where if our enjoyment of it differs, if say if it covers a specific amount of games or franchises we're familiar with, but this is actually the first one in a long time to where I've watched it. I'm like, I don't understand what the fuck is going on. I don't, I don't know what that franchise yeah. is or that franchise is. And the only thing I really recognized was the first, actually no, that's a lie. That's two different trailers, and that was the Alone in the Dark and the remake for Destroy All Humans 2. That's yeah. It. Yeah, so, like, they had uh, a lot of RTSs and, like, Civ games were basically shown off. Uh, so we had, like, basically the games I would not play in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was a lot of those. Uh, so we have, like, Temp- Tempest, uh, Tempest Rising, um, which is, like, a RTS battle uh, war game. Uh, Recreation actually looked really cool. That's mm-hmm. the uh, this is the former Burnout and Need for Speed guys. Oh, um, they worked on a couple other. They made a couple other games previously. I can't think of what they're called. Um, but they were like middling reviews. Uh, this is the one where like you can create tracks and like make them as crazy as you want to. Uh, right. It kind of like looked like if like the Hot Wheel um, DLC that's in Forza right now, like mm-hmm. if they just did that but you can create your own tracks um but you can like do all kinds of crazy shit i like look kind of cool they have like a game called space for sale this is like a property developer game is what they're describing it as like your house flipping games in space Uh, like you said destroy all humans 2 reprobed this is a remaster uh they like a year or two ago remastered i didn't even know there was a second destroy all humans um, but I, you know they did a, a remaster for the first game, so that's coming. There's a remake for a game called Gothic, which I didn't even know there's a first game called Gothic. There was a, a Jagged Alliance three has been announced. Uh, I didn't know there was a one or a two. Uh, Outcast two uh, got announced. Um, didn't know there was a one. Uh, Knights of Honor two was announced. Also didn't know there was a one. Uh, and there's a Hello. brand new SpongeBob. Go ahead. Okay, before we get into the whole SpongeBob thing, like uh, 
basically a lot of the franchises and the games that were announced that were either sequels or like remakes and with the exception of like destroy all humans too they're mostly pc based and like hardcore like rts or hardcore like series so the ones that would get it the that would probably understand the most are just fans of their fans of the franchises or of like hardcore rts games on the pc in general so it's like definitely over our heads in regards to what we're familiar with i want I want to say above my pay grade, but that'd be an insult to us. Um, they announced SpongeBob SquarePants, the Cosmic Shake. It's actually like a brand new uh, 3D platformer uh, that they're doing. They did that remaster, I think, a year or two ago yeah. that came out. Rehydrated. The Bikini Bottoms one. Yeah, what I heard it was trash. Like The original game was trash. So I don't know why they remastered it. Uh, Lots of people love the game, apparently. Yeah, people like bad games. I don't know what the hell to do about it, you know? There's people that play fucking anime games whatever uh the valiant uh sorry uh the valiant was revealed i don't even remember this game oh this is that crusade, crusade game there's so many fucking rts games that were like crusade era games right. um that i they all blend in together after a while there's so many fucking ah, god damn pick some there's a game called the way of the hunter it's a fucking hunting simulation game what was the point of this goddamn fucking thing? Um, really, the the only important thing that happened was Alone in the Dark is getting a brand new game. Uh, the, so it's be, being developed by Pieces Interactive. Uh, they have some of the writers from Amnesia and Soma. Right. And, and I'm working on this game. Uh, two very good horror games. Um, it looks pretty cool. It's like a southern gothic horror game. Right. Um, I thought the it looked, it looked pretty good. It's not like the biggest budget. Like they are basically the people like Embracer Group, or Koch, Playon, whoever owns THQ Nordic. Uh, right. They uh, they are making a lot of like they're basically trying to do like the THQ thing that they did for a long time, where it's like we're gonna make a lot of you know mid tier budget games, yeah. uh, and the game looks good. Uh, it's gonna be a full sixty dollar game though, full price sixty bucks. Uh, this all leaked out. Uh, our friend the Snitch for off Twitter uh, kind of came out of retirement and uh, leaked this a couple day, a few days beforehand, and then it didn't really matter because it was up on the store pages like three hours before the event, anyways. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I mean, it looks it looks really really good. I think it actually looks like it could be a good game. It's just you know full. You know, I, I want to see some more of this. It's definitely a game like I want to hear what people say about it before. Uh, you know, pick this up because if this is like a full price game, that's a seven out of ten. But I'll wait for a sale. Honestly, um, it's kind of I kind of feel like it's too soon really to kind of judge the initial like game itself in regards to the whole like quality of it. Because even with like Alone in the Dark back in the day and stuff, I mean, there was people that did like the game, but at the same time, people are so quick to forget that game did have middling scores when it did come out and that was because of how kind of archaic the controls were as opposed to some other games of like a similar style at the time but uh in regards to the whole like trailer stuff i kind of like the whole dark aspect of it and stuff like that i'm like oh shit they're really going that route and stuff like uh with that uh the girl and stuff like that you know for the whole introduction of the game it definitely matched the tone in regards to the whole aspect of the supernatural thing in regards to that franchise and stuff and a bunch of the stuff kind of looked interesting in regards to the whole like uh the aesthetics the look of it and stuff it's kind of looked like that standard kind of first person kind of survival horror style of game and stuff so i'm interested in seeing where it goes where it goes from there and i need to see some more gameplay before i can initially decide if i want to play or not but uh yeah yeah i think it's okay 
Yeah. Um, the end of the final one more thing was they announced that there is a uh, South Park game in development, but we uh. like there was literally just they announced there's a South Park game in development, um, which I don't know. I, I I don't know what that means. Uh, like THQ originally was working on Stick of Truth, and then they went out of business uh, while you know working on it, and then Ubisoft took over the uh, trademark and took over the uh, development for that game and put that game on. That game was fantastic, and then they did the sequel to that with the fractured but whole and that game was also very very good um so i don't know like if they're gonna do like there's been a lot of south park games um over the years and they've all been pretty bad up until stick of truth in this one so like and this isn't the same thq from you know a decade ago uh 15 years ago um so i don't know like like i remember they did like the plants vs zombie xbox live arcade game they did another one that was like a, I think a 2D platformer, like also like a kind of a Xbox Live Arcade style game, and like I mean I know they don't want to like they're not into making these big huge budget things and like kind of the thing they're working on. This has been like the strategy for a long time as they're buying up all these IPs is um, putting out quickly churning out remasters of these like these old IPs that they're buying up to kind of drum up interest in these and bring back the old fans and make them excited and then then make the new game so um i don't know what the like i don't know what they're gonna do on this one so i don't know like i'm i'm open i'm I'm excited if we do get another south park game because it's been five years since uh fractured but whole came out so i'm pumped for a new one but uh the standard is very high now for south park games so they can't just do some middling uh south park game I don't know. Do you bet Anything you want to say before we move on? Do you bet they can do something similar to what they did with like the stick of truth though? But uh That's yeah, that's like because I was that's what I was saying was like THQ uh uh originally was the one working on stick of truth oh, yeah. and out business. So uh but yeah, like I, I mean who knows what that means, but it's like it doesn't seem like this version of THQ is like has the budget of what you know what we expect from I mean, like, the gameplay isn't, isn't huge, but, like, there's a lot of animation, and these games are fairly long. I mean, like, they're, like, 15, 20-hour games. Uh, you know, Sick of Truth and Fracture, but a whole are. So, there's, like, I don't know. And, you know, Matt and Trey are going to be very uh, picky about what they do, so they're not going to... I don't know. I, I mean, I'm kind of, like... It's weird, because, like, I'd almost rather Ubisoft just keep working on this game, but it's, like, Ubisoft's such a weird place, I don't know if they would work on this game, so I don't know. Mm. Too bad they couldn't, like, uh, approach, say... Uh... They couldn't approach, like, say, Microsoft to help go forth and develop the game. <laughs> Considering that yeah. Obsidian was the one that helped create the Stick of Truth in regards to the whole life. Yeah, they finished up. The style, they finished it up. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm interested in the aspect of having another South Park game, but what it would look like in regards to the whole what gameplay be, aspect yeah. of it. Because the first game was turn-based RPG. The second game was more of a strategy RPG in regards to the whole yeah. grid-based type of stuff around superheroes the first one was more medieval like lord of the rings stuff so yeah, it's this one the second one was like making fun of marvel and shit so oh my god yeah. i would be i actually would think it'd be kind of hilarious if they actually went the route of like star wars and just go for it just did a whole parry like game or something like that that would I'd be, I'd be yeah, hilarious make fun of disney buying up everything i'm sure they can make a whole thing out of that yeah that, that would um, actually be pretty interesting yeah, so um, we'll have to wait and see, though. Um, but let's move on to some uh, delays here. Gables, um, Midnight Marvel, Marvel Midnight Suns 
which is the uh uh god I just blinked on the fucking name of the studio they make the rts games with the aliens gables oh. helping out here i know what i know what you're referring to but killing uh, me smalls the xcom people yes xcom thank you they um they're making that marvel midnight suns game mm-hmm. uh it's basically an xcom style game i think people were really excited when the leaks came out and then we saw the game and there's like a lot of card system stuff in it and then everybody really hated the card system stuff they showed and then they almost immediately delayed the game and um it gave the impression of like a microtransaction type of shit, you know. Well, it wasn't microtransactions. No, it wasn't that at all. But like the problem was, and that's the problem though, is the fact when people saw that, they see, they think we're so used to seeing that card stuff mm-hmm. that that means microtransactions. Yeah, that's what so I was there was to. there was no microtransactions, but it gives off those vibes. So now they're reworking the game, and it sounds like. The card system, it's like it's so far in development they can't just pull it out of there, but like right. they're reworking the game to put that more in the background. I don't know. Uh, but uh, the game didn't seem... I don't think the game, the, besides that, blew anybody away. Uh, no. But that game all got delayed. It's coming out Q... Now they're saying Q1 2023. Also, Hogwarts Legacy, which but never got a release date, I don't believe. Uh, but it's, just, no. it's, it's always been scheduled for 2022. Uh Got moved to February 10, 2023. Wouldn't be surprised. This is kind of a, uh, you know, just get out of the holiday, get away from Call of Duty, got a war and all that shit. Like the, the top all the time. Uh, October is packed. Uh, November mm-hmm. is November. Um, and September. There's it, not a ton in September, but it's, it's a little late to announce a game, uh, especially a game of Hogwarts Legacies. Uh, you know, it's a big, it's a big franchise, Harry Potter. So it's kind of, uh, that's giving you want to really you know, push. So I'm sure they want to get that out in the holiday season, but uh, you'll get that big Christmas sales, but uh doesn't seem like it's going to happen, but I don't know. It's very weird. That game was supposed to come out. They announced it in 2020, even though it got leaked. Screenshots got leaked to the game like four or five years ago. Um, I think it was like literally like 2017, 2018. That game got leaked. Right. Uh, and that game was supposed to come out in 2021, and now it's been delayed to 2023, so uh, it's very interesting on that one. So I don't know. I mean, not not too much to add. I mean, delays happen. It's uh, it's the same with you know, COVID. Uh, Miyamoto's term about delayed games eventually being good. Uh, sorry, Punk. My it's my it's my go-to lines. Those are the three things everybody says when a game gets delayed. Uh, so yeah. Anything you want to say on those one, Gables? Well, no, not at all. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on, Gables, to some other news this week. Some smaller stuff here to talk about. Uh, Gables, mm. what if I told you Dragon Ball is coming to Fortnite on the 16th? <laughs> uh, if the whole Naruto thing didn't lure me in before and stuff like that, the Dragon Ball stuff, I don't even think it would entertain me at all. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> all right. Well, moving on. Uh Kirby Dream Buffet is coming out August 17th. It's going to be $15. It's downloadable only. That's that game they announced a few weeks ago. Uh, it looks like it's, it's, so it's four player. It looks like I got, it's, it very much looks like a Mario Party Fall, Fall Guys combo thing uh, where like basically the idea is like there's there's like three different games you do um, and like you know, the first game is like you want to race but like the more snacks you eat the faster you get uh, and then there's like another one then like the battle the last one's like a battle royale they got to knock everybody off the stage. 
don't know. It, it's fifteen bucks. This feels like one like it's kind of the thing I talked about a couple weeks ago with like Roller Champions, a Ubisoft game that came out in in May and everybody completely forgot about. Um, and it already sounds like it's gonna be kind of put to bed. Um, I know it's Kirby. I know it's Nintendo. This feels like one of those games where it's like, I'm sure people are gonna play it and they're gonna like it. It's, this is like it's online, but it's gonna be more of a couch co-op game than anything. Right. Um, it's one of those like no man land type of games where it's like, I don't think it'd be super successful if it was like a free game to play. I don't know if it's gonna be super successful as a fifteen dollar game to play. Like this would have been better off like being like a thing you throw in the expansion pack. Like replace Mario thirty five with this Kirby Dream Buffet. Honestly, it may not be too far off with that because I could I could actually see that game being attached to the online expansion stuff. But uh in regards to the whole game itself, I kinda speculate this game is probably going to probably not going to sell that well as opposed to say like the other Kirby game that came out earlier on this year that is obviously superiorly oh yeah it's the greatest selling Kirby game of all time uh, in regards to this Kirby game that that buffet one it's it's definitely it kind of yeah the dream buffet stuff it kind of reminds me more so of like how Kirby the fighters and stuff and the sequel to it is like came out and stuff and like had its own type of like sales and everything else though but people kind of forgot about it because it's kind of like an offshoot Kirby game this is definitely the type of offshoot Kirby game to where you're going to have the almost hardcore. They're going to want to go in. They're going to play it and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely one of those type of games where a lot of people are going to skip over because of the fact it's like a subsidiary Kirby game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I It doesn't look like it's going to be a bad game. It just it no. doesn't, seem like, doesn't seem like there's a lot there to it. And I, I get they're trying to celebrate the 30th anniversary. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but Gables, I want to let me allow me to kind of nerd out here for a minute. I want to talk about Mad Twenty Three. Okay. Um, so I didn't even know this happened. You you mentioned it to me that they put out like this eighteen minute long video, yeah. kind of, and they they had like two uh like these are like Madden esports players, uh kind of playing a game, and then they had like two uh people that work for that work on Madden kind of talking over as they played it, um, and. I got I got some good vibes about this one, Gales. Like normally, I'm like I'm always excited for Madden. Like I'm gonna buy it no matter what. Like uh, no matter what they do, uh, I can literally just be a turd in the jar and probably buy it. Um, but uh, there's been a lot of issues with the AI, things like that. Like I, the the franchise stuff has been talked about. Like we're literally like I think two years ago, like fix franchise was. The number one trending thing on Twitter, which yep. is that's huge for people who don't know. That's big. That's really big. Um, that's the main reason for why like people a whole... buy Madden is for the franchise mode. Well, not anymore. It's it's the Ultimate Team thing that that does it. Um, but like ever since Ultimate Team kind of blew up, franchises like taking a backseat. Where like they have literally done next to nothing for several years. Like they were stripping things out of it. Really, yep. it was like there was lesser than what it was towards the end of 360 to like where it was in like 2019 was like there was less things in it than what there was in it you know shit you look at the ps2 one like outside of graphics and the gameplay you look at like what was in there was that there was so much more stuff to do so much more content so much oh, yeah. in depth than like um what's been in there for the last decade um like literally like just like i mean a lot of little things but like they're like they used to have like a literally a, a radio host in there and like he would literally talk about like stories and like mention like 
oh, this quarterback hit 20,000 uh, yards uh, in uh, in his career. And like they have like a radio host talking about it, like in like stories like throughout your seasons. Um, or they would have like, they had like newspaper clippings that would like tell stories. And it was kind of cool. Like little, like you see a lot of like, repetitive stuff to like the things, but it was like, it was really cool and kind of added like in depth to it. Like it was like kind of made it more feel more real. Um, even like little things were like, you can like, when you give a player a contract, you can like design the contract to how you want it. Do you want it? Right. Like, you can pick how much, like you can give them like, say a, a five year, $50 million deal, but you can decide how the contract is laid out. Do you want to like give them a bunch of money? Like you want to front load the contract. Do you want to back load the contract? Do you want to like spread it out evenly? And like, they've taken away a lot of that. Like, I mean, that's completely gone. You have no control over any of that for over a decade now where it's like basically the contract, like it's, it's, it's all backloaded, which is just really annoying. Um, and then like, like a lot of like real things like going on with like in Madden where like in real life, you know, every team has a certain amount of cap room that they could spend every year on their players. Uh, and whatever you don't spend that year rolls over to the next year. So if you have, if you didn't use $2 million from last year, that $2 million gets added to next year's cap. Like that's something that's been like in real life for years. They're finally adding it this year. They're bringing back like the way you can, like you can actually like change the contract. When you offer contracts, you can give like, you can offer player friendly, friendly ones. You can offer team friendly ones. You can offer like all these, so many in-depth things they did, but like the big, like, and they added like my biggest complaint, cause I'm a franchise guy is like, that's my pet peeve for years now is like the common sense, like just basic comic sense, common sense to trading. Cause like you can, I'd be able to trade like mediocre players to other teams and get, ridiculous hauls back for them like there was just no like you can give somebody like oh they needed a they have a 76 overall left tackle i have an 80 level overall left tackle i'll trade you that and you just give me like give me this 85 player back give me this first round pick back like it was nuts what you can do like it's not like you're overwriting it and cheating like no like this is what the ai would do um they there was no common sense to like how they would use their cap room there was no common sense to who they would uh, sign with free agency. There was no common sense who they draft. Like it, this is a, a thing that happened to me. This this amount of twenty two. So the Patriots drafted in real life Mac Jones, a quarterback in the first round of uh, of of last year's draft. In my game, the very the very next season they drafted a quarterback in the first round, and then two seasons later they signed Kirk Cousins out of free agency who was a mid 30 year old quarterback who was a one overall point higher than Mac Jones to a huge contract. So like I get like, so basically they would just draft, they would just draft the best player available uh, in drafts. And then they would just sign ridiculous. They would just sign whoever like, so like a team would have three really good wide receivers, like a 92 and 87 and an 83 overall, right. which is very good. That's a really great receiving court in Madden. And then they, like, there'd be like a 94, the over, like overall in free agency. And then they would sign them and give them like huge money. So like, and then it'd be frustrating when you would want to trade. Like I'd have a player that like, I want to, I need to cut some salary here. So I have this player that's taken up a good chunk of my, my cap room. I want to trade them to somebody. Well, nobody's got cap room because they spent it all. And like, and it would suck because like all these teams would be garbage because they would just blow all their money on players and they'd have like four fucking quarterbacks on their team or three quarterbacks on their team that are all 
like pretty like like between like 80 and 76 but they're paying them 60 million dollars combined wow. which is like almost a third of their cap for you know for shit like that sorry i'm going on really long i'm rambling i'm sorry but like that's kind of shit that would drive me nuts so like it'd be like it was just dumb shit like that and that's just like like outside of the game so that's like me in-depth nerd shit in the game is some of the cool shit too where like uh they're fixing a lot of like crossing routes which has been a huge thing uh like really they went like really crazy with like focusing on the past game the last like decade uh and they kind of went a little too crazy where it got really nuts I would say like right at the tail end of the 360 era um, with Madden and like it just became too easy to pass um, and they've been like slowly dialing it back uh, like where the like but they've like had a lot of issues like so um, like with like Madden so like if you're this going to be really nerdy I know I'm sorry I, I watch a lot of football uh, but if you're playing if you're the defense is playing zone defense where like they're not they're just playing in areas. They're not covering certain guys. They're just like, all right, this is my area. This is your area. That's the area that those those cornerbacks cover. Well, if you have, you know, you can like you read the defense as you know when you're playing the game. As like, okay, they're playing zone. Well, I have three receivers stacked on the left on the on the weak side on the left. I can just do. I can have my guy in the far left just do a go route. He's just going to run straight, and then I have the two middle receivers they're going to just run crossing routes and they're going to just do deep crossers where they're just going to run slowly across like, well, fast, fastly, but they're going to go across the field over the course of like 30, 40 yards. And there's two levels. Um, well, there's ways where you can trick like, where like the AI kind of like gets confused. Right. And like the, they would just kind of either stop or like two, two cornerbacks would just follow the same guy. And then, okay, those two follow that guy, so that leaves this guy wide open. Boom! You throw, you do, you run that play ten times. Five times is a touchdown. Two times it's a big completion. Two times it's incompleted. Once it gets intercepted. Wow! Like it was just like it was. It was like it was my. It's my. I try not to spam that kind of shit because it just makes it not fun. Uh, but it's like if you're running, it's like you got thirty seconds left in the half and you want to quickly score a touchdown and get in field goal range, that's the play you call up. Cause like, okay, I know they're going to play zone because it's, it's a passing situation. Uh, I could just do this and I got a very good chance of doing this. They've said they've worked on that. So the deep zone stuff has been fixed. They're working on fixing crossing routes where like the, like crossing routes <clears throat> have been a bit really easy. Like I said, that's kind of one thing I was talking about, but it's been like, Kind of, it's kind of broken the AI for several years now. Mm-hmm. Seems like they're fixing that. Uh, contained defense, which is like contained defense, is like you're not like the the defense isn't trying to so much sack the quarterback. They're just trying to keep the quarterback in like the circle in the pocket, right? So he can't get out. Like when you have like a, a quarterback that's really good at running the ball, like Lamar Jackson or like Michael Vick back in the day, like you have that type of quarterback where you know, like you can, you run contained defense where you're trying, you're basically just trying to keep him like kind of riled up. You can't, don't let him break free. Um, and that's the defense you want to run against a mobile quarterback. Well, for many years now, uh, for a few years now, I should say many, uh, they've had, they've struggled with that. Where like, they play contained defense, but the quarterback would still just run around and get out. And the, like the defense, like the AI would, isn't smart enough. Or it really isn't like quick enough to like, Oh, he's running away. I should stop trying to get to the quarterback. Cause he's now 10 yards away from me. 
it take a couple seconds to realize that, and then they run off. But by the time you got a 280-pound defensive line, defensive lineman trying to chase a 150-pound quarterback, who's gonna fucking win that foot race? <laughs> so it was very broken. Where like, if you like, uh, this is a big reason why I don't like to play online because like people just like, if, if you're playing against people that know what they're doing, like they just spam these things and it makes it no fun. Um, they fixed the goal line offense, so. That's really exciting. Like the big thing is really is they they have like the, the field sense is what they're calling it. So like now these the players the AI will make more logical moves. That's a big idea. Um, but like I love the fact they have like the um, I can't remember what they're calling it. But basically it's like a ball. You can like decide like you can actually pick like the ball placement of where the ball is going to want to go because like in real life when you like you throw the ball like yeah you're gonna like you might throw it and like or like so you see like your receiver is open but it's a very small window of where he's open. There's two quarterbacks coming in on him and you want to just fucking drive the ball into that window there. Well, you can't really exactly, you can kind of control where the ball is going to go, but you can't really like, I want him to like stop and get it right in that window, but you can't really control that. So it's like really like you got to wait, like wait, make sure that quarterbacks or the wide receiver is wide open. You can't throw that ball. Well, now in this one, you can kind of pick where the ball wants, where you want that ball to go. Do you want to like kind of lob it up and over? Do you want to like kind of throw it low? Do you want to like, do you want to throw it up high so he has to jump up and get it where only he can get it? Like, so like it's either going to go incomplete or he's going to catch it. Like nobody right. can intercept it. And I love that idea. Like, I don't know how it's going to work. We've seen them do this. Like, I mean, literally in Madden 06, they did something similar like this where you had a cone and you had to point the cone in that direction and you can kind of like, lob right. it that way it didn't really work and it was kind of like weird because you had to use the right analog stick while using the left analog stick to move and then use the right analog stick to point the cone while also using the, your right thumb to also click the button you want to throw the ball to uh so it didn't really work out very well they don't they took it away immediately like the next game it wasn't great uh so it seems like they're doing that i don't know how it's gonna work but i heard like for people that played the beta they said it's awesome uh but yeah i am incredibly pumped i'm so sorry i went super deep uh if you are uh someone that's not into football uh or like you know like madden like i am uh you are probably very confused but i just i just love football i love madden uh so yeah i mean there's a lot more i was reading about like there's a lot like when like i was like i, I like to like kind of listen to and watch like a lot what a lot of like uh like the hardcore like people that do like madden competitions and stuff like and kind of see what they're doing, like see, see, like read about what they're doing. Not so I can like do it in my game, but like I want to understand it better. Like what, there's because there's so many more like um, other like things that break the AI, AI or like easy tricks you can do that just like give you easy touchdowns, easy first downs, like easy big plays. Um, that I am not like I, I can do it, but I don't want to put the. I'm not don't have the time to put into it like to learn these and get good at it because like it's more about just like pinpoint I can easily if you're good enough you can easily do like these moves so yeah, there's there's way more issues but it sounds like they're fixing a lot of them so it's exciting it's exciting times uh, I am more excited I, I'm for the first time in a long time really excited for the new Madden more than just roster updates which is exciting for me it's been several years since it's been the case well, that's good. but uh yeah, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add on get on one Gables. If there's anything you want to add to that, honestly. Well, not so much. I'm just waiting to see when it comes out and see how people either love it or hate it. Yeah, um, so it's coming out. Uh, today is Saturday night, the 13th. Uh, it's coming out August 19th, but you, if you have uh, EA Play or if you have Game Pass, mm-hmm. uh, it's coming August 16th. 
So right. Tuesday. So uh, I can't wait for Tuesday to get here because as soon as I get off work, that's what I'm doing. So if you have uh, EA Play, you can play for 10 hours. Uh, that's my plan. Uh, then when next weekend comes, that's all I'm doing. So, uh, but yeah, uh, you know what, guys? I think it's going to wrap up for this week. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you managed to stick through that 10 minutes of me rambling about Madden, I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> give us a like, a thumbs up, a five stars, wherever you're at listening. Uh, please give us a big follow, subscribe, whatever you can do to help us out. We really appreciate it. Uh, look down on the show notes uh, and you know, like, follow, subscribe, whatever, whatever, wherever you go, Twitter, Facebook, Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, actually, you know, check out Extra Life as well while you're at it too. It's really great charity that we do. It's coming up really quickly. We're a few months away. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Um, like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. I was host. I was And I've been Colonel Gables. So until next time, everyone. Thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. And hey, Gables. Yep. Big man. Big man. <laughs> Bye, guys. See ya. <laughs>